two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Still paying hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Let's change that. At Zenni.com, our factory direct model means no middlemen or outrageous markups. Just the same quality frames and lens options as the other guys for one-tenth the price. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit Zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. Hello, this is Trina B with Girl Let's Talk Atlanta. Today we are here at South City Kitchen in Marietta, and I have two wonderful guests with me today, Miss Kanisha and Miss Alicia. Kanisha, would you begin telling everyone who you are and what you do? Yes, hello. How's everybody doing today? My name is Kalisha Anderson. I go by the name of Kay. I have a business called Kalisha Anderson LLC, and my business pretty much covers over my motivational speaking and what I do. My motivational speaking is called The Great Fight. Um, I get many people to say on camera, The Great Fight, be encouraged, you're fighting The Great Fight. And many ask me, what is The Great Fight? The Great Fight is when life brings you through trials and tribulations, many people automatically recollect in their minds that the strongholds have no potential of being turned into something great. But I've come to an understanding that you cannot tear down a stronghold with the same mindset it was created with. So I decided to make Kelisha Anderson L. Um, Anderson LLC, aka The Great Fight of Business, to inspire and encourage people. If you want to find me on Instagram, my Instagram is underscore The Great Fight. My social media, Facebook, is Kalisha Anderson. Thank you all. Hello, everyone. I am Alicia Ali D. Brown. Um, I am what I call the serial entrepreneur. I actually own four different businesses. Uh, I am an event planner. I also own a styling and um, boutique, online boutique here in Atlanta. I recently just started a beauty and body product line and I also am going into motivational speaking. Um, you can find me on social media. Pretty much all my social media handles are Ali D. Brown, that is A-L-I-D-I Brown or Alicia Brown, A-L-I-C-I-A Brown. Uh, pretty much on all my social media handles. <laughs> Okay, okay, awesome. So today's topic is going to be about sisterhood and involving God in your relationships that you make through friendships. Um, it can be with an intimate person, um, but I really want to know about friendships because, you know, as a woman, when we're trying to develop a friendship, you know, with different women that we meet and we network, we know that we can't be friends with everybody. Um, so, like, how important is that to you, and how important is sisterhood to you? So, we'll start with that first. Well, the first thing I want to say when talking about this is that not everybody can go where um, the Lord is going to take you in life. I had to learn this because when I was in college, I was actually in middle school on a military base in Fort Gordon, Augusta. And um, I wanted to be everybody's friend, but there was something that was different about me. I was a leader, and not many people were a leader. So when the sergeant started separating me from all the other girls, I didn't realize what the Lord was doing. And what he was doing was he was separating me because I realized if I were to get put in a leadership position, I wouldn't able to be their friend because they wouldn't necessarily listen to me. 
And I didn't realize that because while I was their friend, while I was getting put in a leadership position, they would say, well, I don't have to listen to you because I'm your age or you can't tell me what to do. But um, sometimes it's important to just make friends with people that are on your level and not saying that in a selfish or negative way, but it's just the truth, you know, because when the Lord is um, putting you in a leadership position in your life, you know, you automatically stand out. And that goes with... um, Friendships, romantic relationships, it's always important to keep God first um, in that relationship. God should be the base of every relationship, whether it be romantically, intimacy, or just a basic friendship. Okay, okay, awesome. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> well, first off, um, I, I have always been the type of person that I pray over everything first. And I remember being even a young kid praying over every single thing first, whether it was a spelling test or um, getting good grades at school, even not getting spankings at home. I prayed over everything. And I've never been the type of person that would go and try to make like friends automatically. I've always been the type of person that prayed about it and I would sit back and just analyze people. I would just watch people all the time. And I still do to this day, like I will watch you and watch your behavior, watch your personality traits, your character traits, and then I'm led by the spirit to either, you know, further a friendship or a conversation. But I've never been the type of person that just automatically walks up to people and like, hey girl, let's be friends. And I've never been that type of person because I wait for God to give me signs on people's personalities, on their traits, you know. So I think it's very important to always pray over every single thing that you do, whether friendship, like she, like Kalisha said, whether it's friendship and relationships, pray on it constantly, not just one time. And actually, once you pray on it, listen. And if the spirit tells you stay away, avoid, do your due diligence and avoid. Like that's my biggest thing. Like to just sit back and watch people and just take in everything that God is telling me about this person and then further relationships or friendships from that point on. So that's my biggest thing. Just pray about everything continually. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think for me, like, I honestly, I don't think I even, like, really allow God to be in friendships or anything like that. Like, I pray over myself and, the, you know, necessities that I want out of life. But when it comes to actually, like, friends... Like, I've been, like, this shallow type person. Like, I'm really not a big talker like that. I really don't look after to have any friends because I know how people are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with being in school, grade school and things like that, when you have people as your friends, it's like, okay, you know, this is my friend. And then next week the person is talking about you and you find out through somebody else. And it's just like, wow. So I think my trust issue Uh, was kind of tainted a lot when it comes to, you know, having friends and things like that. And I never really, you know, prayed on, like, good friendships. Um, But now that I have this platform, I do pray that the women that I am connecting with each other, um, the women that are um, affected and influenced by what I'm doing, I do pray over them and pray that I have people who have good intentions for myself and for the platform and whatever it is. Um, So, you said something about characteristics um, of different friends. So, I want to go back there. So, when it comes to friendships or any type of relationships, what are some characteristics that you really, really look for uh, when it comes to saying, okay, to exchange a number? Because I know a lot of times we go to networking events and things like that. And we do get good vibes and things like that from people. And we do exchange numbers. But how often do the numbers that you exchange with those people, like how often is it that you actually form a good relationship from that well for me personally like um whenever I go to an event like when we did the the gala last year I met some really cool women like some great women that had wonderful stories and they had great testimonies but again everybody that was at that event I didn't connect with spiritually I didn't connect with as like business women but it's certain women that stood out to me. And what I look for as a main character in a friendship is someone that, like you said, 
they're trustworthy like you get this vibe from them where I can trust you with certain information and it's not going to go back to anybody as the old people would say the dog that brings a bone carries a bone I'm quick to see that in certain people and you know it's like I said it's certain women that were at the event that I stay in contact with I I follow I continually follow I support I support their businesses you know and that's what I look for in developing friendships someone that I feel like has a trustworthy vibe and secondly someone who is absolutely cool because me personally I'm silly I like to be silly I like to dance I like to I'm very creative and I look for those type of people that have those same type of characteristics that I have and those friends who will also pray for you like pray over you and not sit there and have a judgmental spirit but they will genuinely pray you know God, Allah, Jehovah, whatever you want to call your 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 creator, whatever you want to call them, that they genuinely, whether they're in your face or behind your back, will genuinely pray for you. So that's one of the main things that I look for in friendships. Wow. And in my friendship, um, I would say trust is a very big thing. Trust for me is more of on a personal level with a friend. But speaking professionally, there's two characteristics that I look for. One characteristic is integrity. And the next one is consistency. If I'm in a business with another woman or if I'm networking or um, speaking with another woman, I want to know that you are as just as serious as I am. I want to know that you're ready to work. You're ready to get on the grind because, see, I'm all, I'm all about my bag. You know what I'm saying? And I'm all about my time. You know what I mean? So if I'm networking or even if I'm just giving you a business card, you say you're going to reach out, reach out to me. I'm saying I'm going to reach out. I'm going to be a woman of my word. And, you know, whether you're working with a male or you're working uh, with a kid celebrity or whoever it may be, even sometimes, you know, we work with people in our family. Any Anyone that's surrounded us, we want to know that they're just as serious as we are. So being consistent in the process, you know, because we all have dreams, we all have aspirations, we all have goals that we're trying to reach at the end of 2019. And for the rest of our lives, we want to be those people that the Lord has called us to be. We want to move in our anointing. We want to move in our callings. So integrity and um, consistency is very important when it comes not just to friendships with women, but anyone that we um, futurely want to have business with. Yes. Okay, awesome. So I know, like, for me, I grew up here in Atlanta, um, and, you know, the people that I went to school with, they had different mindsets and things like that from me. And some of them are still my friends, but they're not, like, close friends. So for someone who is coming in and not knowing the business industry, not knowing how to network, not knowing how to communicate in a business setting, what is something or some advice that you can tell them to say? You know, because a lot of people say, oh, I want to start a business. Oh, I want to go to networking events, but I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I don't know. So what are some um, tips and advice that you can give those people? It's like I said in my last response, all about consistency. How I actually look at your question, it's almost like writing a book to me. Because there are so many people that want to write books. There are so many people that have dreams. And when it comes to writing the book, they have this thing in their mind where they're looking at a book as it just taking years and I never get the job finished. And um, you have to do it step by step. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, whether you want to start a business, you want to start a program, you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to take things step by step and realize that when you wake up tomorrow, not everything is going to be done um, in just one shot. And you really have to press this thing. I'm not going to say that you you don't need help of other people, but it's really going to take you. When I first became an entrepreneur and started my business, where I messed up was I expected everyone, you know, to support me and, you know, be there. And um, even when I just started with my little motivational speaking videos online, um, I used to get upset when people didn't comment. I used to get upset when people didn't like my videos. And I had an issue with that because I'm like, okay, you know, you're saying congratulations, but you're not sharing, you're not supporting me. But what God told me to do, he said, stop looking at who isn't supporting you and start focusing on who is supporting you. Stop looking at who's not doing and start focusing on who is doing. And I promise you, when I begin to do that, Things begin to go to the next level for me. I begin to elevate because I took my mind off of the negative and placed it on the positive. And I was consistent in my dreams. I was consistent in my aspirations. I was I was consistent 
and persistent in what I wanted to achieve. So I believe it's all about, you know, if you've got your own back, you know, if the Lord surrounds good people in your life, so be it. But you have to know that it's going to take you to live the dream that you want to live. Exactly. All right, girl. <laughs> 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 just add that in there. Yes. Exactly. And I'm just going to piggyback on that for a moment because I know when I first started my event company, which was I LLC my company yes. in 2014. And when I first started, I was always so upset at even my own family members. Okay, they're having weddings and they're not booking me. They're having birthday parties and they're not booking me. And they know I do this and they're not. I was so upset about it. But I had to learn in business, you have to develop tough skin. Like it, it has to be so tough that it does not matter if other people are not supporting you at that moment. You have to believe in yourself and in your own vision and not be concerned so much about people not showing up but as far as like networking I think I told you this last year I was like I was terrified the moment she handed me that mic at the gala I was terrified like I felt my insides like shaking but when I spoke I spoke with so much confidence because I was like okay God you take the wheel. I asked you for this. I prayed about it. I meditated on it. I put it on my vision board. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it well, and I'm going to make myself proud. And when I looked out there and saw my daughter, like she had the biggest smile on her face, it gave me so much motivation to continue to keep doing it, whether it was people liking my comments, whether it was people liking my videos. I learned to have fun and do this for myself. Like, whether people are looking at it or not. Like, even with my YouTube videos, with my styling, I do it for myself. When I rock an outfit, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, she's a bomb. Like, you, you, you did that. And I'm not waiting for 600 comments or I'm not looking for 2,000 followers to be like, Ali D, you did great. Ali D knows for herself she did great and put forth her best effort. So with that being said, I will piggyback on what you said, that definitely do it for yourself. Be motivated by yourself. Don't wait on other people to come motivate you. Do it yourself, but also do your research in any field that you want to do. Research. Stay on the computer, not just Google, YouTube, Instagram. Ask people that are already doing the things that you want to do. Like, get out, research, put yourself out there, but first and foremost, just believe in yourself. Right, I definitely agree with um, both of you all with consistency, um, believing in yourself, motivating yourself, and staying on top of everything. Um, but as far as like transitioning from a world of not knowing what is what, you have to do like a mindset, a mind shift type of thing. And in order for you to mind shift and mindset, you have to do things that will... I would say, I guess, like self-development type of stuff. So you have to really know yourself, really know what really ticks you off, really know what makes you happy, um, what upsets you, what type of things you like, things like that. Um, because when you do get into the business industry, and like you said, you definitely have to have tough skin because when I started my business at 21, I was young. I was a baby. I had no support. I had nobody. And I was meeting people. I wasn't making those genuine connections and things like that. So I was like, you know, oh, this person seemed like they was a really cool person. I got their information. Why, you know, if I hit them up or something like that. Like sometimes, like when I first started, I would ask people like questions about different stuff. How did you do this? And how? To, and I found that a lot of people wasn't responsive. Like, and that's so crazy that a lot of people they do not want to share um, their information. And that's kind of made me um, really do a lot of research for myself. So like you said, doing research um, and knowing what it is that you want to do. So if you are not an entrepreneur for all the listeners and you want to start a business, really do your research. Um, and it's very easy. And it does not take a whole million dollars to start no business. You can start a business with zero dollars. All you got to know is what you want. And the type of people that you want to attract to your business. Um, and having that, that mindset and actually self-development. And self-development includes voting out people that are not necessary for you, for your life. So if you are 
you know, dating somebody, if you have family, friends, that every time you tell them that you want to do something, and especially for the people who've been shot down for their family, because I know, like, when I first started my business, I told my mom, I was like, well, I want to start a photography company. And she was like, okay. She said, um, you know, go for it, see what it does or whatnot, and see if it progresses. Um, Because this was something first for like my family nobody really branched out and became an entrepreneur and really solely dependent on being an independent business owner so she was like go for it see what it does or whatnot and you know like 10 years 11 years later like I'm still doing it I'm still doing the same thing my mom benefits from what I do she get all the goodies she get all the good stuff from the events and, and the stuff that I perform so she sees my work and she sees what I'm doing so she's really like proud of me and I can say that if it wasn't for her just putting that little just go for it instead of shutting me down and saying, well, I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know how you're going to do this or how you're going to do that. And that was many times where I had to depend on her for, you know, certain things in my business. And, you know, I didn't want to, but I had to ask because this is what I wanted. You know, this is something that I wanted to make happen. So for the listeners who really want to change their lives, um, change their mindset want to be in a different place in a different space and enjoy the rest of your life you definitely have to work on you the people around you your influences and things like that and that's going to help you become a successful business owner if that is what you want to be and again a business owner does not mean again that you have to put in all this money up front like if you want to start here and there is so many places to where like starting a t-shirt company they have websites to where you can just sign up for it they do all the designs for you they send out stuff for you all you got to do is share it and put it out there and find people who you know who will buy from it or whatnot so um when i was talking about mind shifting and mind setting what are some things that you all did to kind of help you put you or transition you into another state of mind um, from a previous life or previous things that you have experienced? <laughs> well, first, first, I want to just um, piggyback off something that you said um, about um, knowing who you are and knowing who you're called to do. Um, you definitely have to know what you're called to do and know who you are, because if you don't, then you open up the doors for other people to define who you are. And um, with me being 19, I'm 19 years old, and when I first started my business, um, people saw that I was young and they also saw that I was gifted as well. And they tried to get me to do everything that they were doing. They told me that I wasn't doing the right thing, but I knew what the Lord had called me to do. I knew what he had called me to do, but so many people were in my ear telling me, you're not ready for this, come over here, we'll prune you, we'll groom you, we'll get you prepared for this. But it was just an attack of the enemy. So it's definitely important to just know what you're called to do. And um, so that you can be able to walk in your divine purpose without all the distractions. Now back to your question about the mind setting and the mind shifting. That's such an amazing question because I actually talk about this in my story all the time. Um, what I did to um, shift my mind and to, to from what I used to do was writing. I was a consistent writer. I still write. I'm actually working on a book now. And um, I, I wrote a lot. And before I actually knew the Lord and got saved, every day while I was in military school, I would write, Dear God, Dear God, Dear God. And the word says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. I wasn't on my knees every night praying, Hallelujah, art thou Father. All I would write was, Dear God. And I wrote the things that I wanted to see happen in my life. I wrote the things that I wanted to see manifest in my life. And eventually those things came to pass. I never knew um, while I was 16, 15 years old that I would be a business owner. I never knew that this, there, that this was a place where the Lord was going to eventually take me. But I had the faith the size of a mustard seed. And I believed that God was going to do everything that he promised me when... I gave my life to him. So 
Um, as I begin to write, I begin to see things happen in my life. Uh, my mindset definitely changed from where it used to be. And my mindset actually changed because it's like you said, I begin to know who Kalisha was. I begin to find out what Kalisha liked and what Kalisha disliked. You know, sometimes when you're influenced by people and when you're young and it's easy to get caught up in peer pressure, you know, you begin to like what other people like. You begin to see what other people see. Oh, they're doing this, so this may be for me. But once you realize you know your divine purpose and realize that you're you're not called to do everything that everyone else you do you you begin to develop your own mindset and you begin to develop your own mind shifting and so that's what happens to me so I just want to encourage everyone you know figure it out you know what it is that you want to do find out your purpose and you know like you said um, Alicia you always talk to God and you pray before you make the move um, with what you want to do in your life yeah yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely pray over everything. And like I said, I've always been that way. But as far as your question about shifting of, of your mind, I've always, well, not always, because now I'm totally different. But when I was younger, I was highly timid, highly shy. I was always in my sister's shadow. And she seemed like she was the Beyonce and I was the Solange. And I was always in her shadow shot. I was always this shy kid. And I was afraid to speak up and ask for what I wanted. I, I was afraid to tell people what I didn't like. And even though I knew I didn't like certain things, I was afraid to say so. But there's one thing about me that I have always been and I love about myself. And God showed it to me when I was very young. I have always been original. I've always been me. And I've always moved to the beat of my own drum, even with my fashion. Um, my sister and my brother would rock all the latest trends. They wanted the name brand stuff. And I was always the one like, okay, but I can get the plain white jeans and I can bleach them. I can dye them. I can rip them. I've always known that I was called to do things creatively. So again, I think you have to actually put yourself in a position where you're constantly in prayer. And like you said, Kalisha, not on your knees all the time. You don't have to quote the Bible front to back, but you do have to develop a relationship with your creator. Like you definitely yes. have to know that you are created to do higher things. And you can't follow everybody's trends. You can't follow everybody's path. You have to understand that you have to follow your own your own drum. And that's one thing that I have always been diligent about, even with standing out in my family. Um, <laughs> most people wouldn't look at me and know this, but I am a mother of nine children. I have given birth to nine children. And most people would look at you and be like, are, are you crazy? Like, why? But I also know that those nine children are here for a purpose. I have always addressed my sons and my daughters as kings and queens. I have always treated them as their kings and queens. I have also always taught them that they are worthy from birth. They know this. They're worthy. So you have to understand you are worthy. And if it's something that you want, if you want to be a millionaire, figure out how to do it. Figure out how to do it to the point where you're happy, but also know that you know, you're called for higher. You're called for a, a greater purpose. And it's okay to walk away from people who will try to discourage you. It's a lot of people that will tell you, you know, you dream too big. You, you think outside the box too much. How are you going to do this? And, and be very careful of people who will come tell you when you're trying to celebrate yourself and trying to come up with these great ideas and plans. Be very careful of people who will tell you, well, tell me how you're going to do it. Your one and only answer should be, it's already done. If God, if God gave you, if, right, if God gave you the vision, if he gave you the idea, trust me, it's already a plan for you to walk out that, that purpose. So be very careful of people who ask you how. It's not your concern of how, it's just your concern of do it. It's just like Nike, just do it. And stay away from people who will try to shut you down because it is people that will. Every day, I meditate. I make sure I stay in prayer. 
I make sure I burn my candles, I burn my sage, and (laughs) you know, all that. I take my spiritual baths. I make sure I shut down every day. It's 20, 30 minutes for me. I don't want to hear no phone. Don't ask me no questions. Don't ask me for no food. This is me and God's time. And what God talks to me about in that time is not your business. So you have to take time for yourself every single day. Every day. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with both of you all. And just like you, like I said, I've always been like a shy type of person. And I really didn't, like, I wasn't vocal. And um, I think for me, my mind shift and my mindset kind of grew with me as I got older, as I got into the business industry. And I tell a lot of people that me becoming an entrepreneur was like the best thing that could have happened to me, the best thing that could have happened to my kids because my mindset and everything kind of shifted because before I could have been like in the hood, still being a baby mama. When you're a pro, you got to do a little bit of everything. A little. A little. And even a little. And it helps to have something that works as hard as you do. That's why Valspar has a paint for every job, every room, every time. Valspar. You make it happen, we make it possible. Pros, head to Lowe's today and talk to a pro rep about getting up to 10 free gallons of Valspar through our paint trial program. Exclusions apply. See ValsparPro.com for details. Still dealing with drama, still fighting people, still doing all kind of belligerent stuff. And um, I was just like, I knew that this, the, the life that I was living at a young age, I knew that this is, it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I was here for. So when I was younger and I was going through all these different things and different relationships, different trials and things like that, I always prayed and I said, you know what, it's something for me. It's, it's, it's a purpose for my life. Is something here, and I had to figure it out. So that's kind of when my mindset and everything started to shift. It started with me going to school. I was in an abusive relationship while going to school. Ended up having to quit school, and then having to go back to school and changing majors and just all kinds of stuff. And um, it kind of, it, like I said, entrepreneurship helped me so much. Uh, and then I also tell people a lot, or out of say this a lot um being a entrepreneur also raised me because you know i was young when i started not young as you were but at 21 like i was you know people were like people my age were in the clubs they were doing all kinds of stuff at 21 i was doing meditations i was doing affirmations i was doing all of this stuff and not knowingly knowing that's what i was doing you know, and, you know, Facebook helps out a lot. So, you know, on Facebook, it, they show you, like, your history and stuff like that. So, I'm talking about, like, 10, 15 years ago. Um, I think I've been on Facebook, I would say, maybe 12 years. So, like, all the way dating back, like, 12 years ago, I can see my posts. Um, a lot of the posts, again, half of them was ratchet, but in the ratchetness, <laughs> okay, there were bits and pieces of this trainer coming out you know this Trina that was here now you know so I I seen that and I don't like to delete the story so when I see I'm like okay wow I can really see my growth in my post and my statuses and I love that and I think that's what a lot of people like when people see you actually doing something and you changing and things like that those people that you are changing you know changing different people attract and approach you um, and then I made a post. I made a few posts. One, you were saying um, about, dang, what was it that you said? Lord have mercy. <laughs> so it was two posts that I posted. And uh, one is telling people no, um, nosy people, um, and knowing how to say no. Because a lot of people will ask you so many questions. Now, for me as a business owner, if anybody asks me like any business questions, I'm always open for it. Unless you ask me like a whole book and then I'm going to limit it and then I'm going to say, okay, let's sit down and let's talk or something like that so I can really know, but I'm not going to shut a person down. 
But as far as people asking you stuff that they have no business asking you and they are bold enough to ask you these type of questions, like stuff that is only for me to know, you have to learn how to tell people no and how not to be nosy. Don't be in my business. Don't be asking me all these questions. No, if you want to figure out, you come to the event. You come here. You meet me here if you want to know what's going on. Don't ask me what's going on. Be in a place, in a space that I am in so that you can see um, what's going on. And then the other post was, um, I can't even think what it was. But just saying no and, and knowing your boundaries and setting your boundaries for people. Um, and that's one thing, you know, even not even in relation, I mean, in entrepreneurship, just as a person, period, you have to learn how to set boundaries. And w- once you set your boundaries for the people that, um, you know, are negative influences and things in your life, you set those boundaries, that's when you will begin to have a different mindset and a mind shift, like you said. So if you, somebody is constantly agging you, constantly asking you, can you do this, can you do that, a lot of people feel like they can't say no. They feel like they can't let somebody know, or they feel like, oh, this person is dependent on me, but the only person that is dependent on you is your kids, if you have any in yourself. You are not responsible for nobody else's life. So if it does not make you happy, if you're not satisfied with how you feel at the end of the day by telling this person yes or no, then you have to change it and you have to address it. And that's the only way that you are going to be able to clear your mind and actually have a mindset and mind shift. Because if you're not saying no and you're continuing to do those things that that you know good and well that irritate you, that get on your nerves, it causes people to be stressed out. It causes people to have heart problems, medical problems. It causes people to use drugs as well. So you have to learn how to set your boundaries, shut it down, and say no, or I can't do that. You know, rely on somebody else. Like, you are not my problem. And a lot of people really, really do have difficulties with saying that. And that's something that I had to learn as well. Like me, for instance, I am the middle daughter. I have two two sisters one is younger and one is older and I'm the eyeball I am literally the eyeball like I'm always out um out of the the loop of everything they'll call me at the end of the day and be like oh we doing this or we uh, we got this and that going on so I'm just like okay but at the same time this is as my mind shift like I don't care it <clears throat> it does not matter if it's your family your friends, your mama, your sister, anybody, again, who is altering your mood and how you feel at the end of the day about yourself and your life, this is your life. You only get one. So you got to make sure that you set those boundaries. And I set my boundaries for them, and that's why I'm not in the loop with everything. I don't like the the drama. I don't like the chaos. I don't like all of that stuff. And you're their family, and I'll find out what it is at the end of the day. But at the same time, it does not concern Trina. It's not Trina's responsibility to go and do this and go and do that. Because, again, when I was in my struggling moments, literally, I've been homeless more than once, more than twice. I've been out on my behind more than I could ever think of. And family was you know the people that I looked up to or I wanted to help me and they wasn't there so I was always like you know what once I get my mind together and I get my stuff together or whatever I'm really going to shut it down and that's what I did and you know if my sisters or anybody in my family is listening that is the truth and um <laughs> and I'm just being honest that I'm not going to sugarcoat it and that that is the honest truth like seriously and I really had to do a lot like I did a lot of soul searching I spent a lot of personal time um even in my relationship before I got into this relationship 5 years ago I took time out for myself self development I was you know doing more research on affirmations reciting things and if you don't know what affirmations are they are positive quotes or positive sayings that you say to yourself every day to affirm to affirm who you are what you are and where you want to be so if you don't have affirmations definitely google affirmations come up with a few of them um what i did in the past was i had affirmations i made like these little graphic things 
and I cut them out and I put them on my mirror. Oh, yeah. So every day I set a different one. And I put them on my kids' mirrors as well. So reciting those affirmations and, you know, doing something every day will definitely encourage you and definitely change your mindset and shift who you are um, if that's truly what you want to do, you know. And, again, I believe in living my best life and enjoying my life because people don't understand how serious life is. They waste so much time, so much energy, and just so much on things that are irrelevant, things that meet them no good. And it's like, you know what? And that's something I had to realize. This is my life. Hold on. I got to take the wheel. Why am I letting other people drive my car when I'm supposed to be the one driving? You know? So, um, that was my take on that. If y'all had anything to add on that, y'all add on that. Yeah, you know, you, you have to know, like I said, so what I said, you have to know what you're called to do. And, you know, you can't let other people control your life for you, you know, because, you know, you give people the will, they'll drive out of control, you know. And eventually, because it's your car, you know, you get into an accident or you get pulled over, that's your ticket. You're responsible, you know. So you have to know what it is that you, um, like I said, you're called to do. And about... Um, saying no to people that was my biggest issue because i live by the agenda you do unto others as you want done unto yourself me personally i don't like to hear no (laughs) i do not like to hear no i'll hear no but but you know what i'll deal with it because um i'll just i'll take what has to be done but you know eventually after not saying no for so long people felt like um I was always going to say yes, and, you know, they took advantage of that. And, you know, in our society now, that's the problem. People don't cherish good people anymore. They try to use them. You know, so even with you being a sweet person, a pure person under God, you, it's it's imperative that you have that backbone to you that says, no, um, like you said, I'm setting up these boundaries. I'm setting up these walls. You're not going to cross me, you know, and um, just really... Um, making sure that you're protecting yourself, you know, in the world that we're in. You have to know um, what it is that you want to do. Like I said, when you're a good person, you think that everybody's that exact same way. But what I had to realize was that everyone has a different story. Everyone went through something completely different from what she went through. So because I went through the trauma in my life and I went through the abuse, the verbal and mental um, abuse, that made me and created me into a better person. And I learned how to treat people positively and effectively to their well-being. Now, for other people, you know, they may have went through verbally and mentally abuse and that created a monster on the inside of them. So, you know, just because you went through something, you know, you may have went through that thing and learned and grew from that thing but other people you know still have wounds they still have scars and it shows when they speak to you it shows when you're in business with them it shows when you're working with them it shows when you're over them or they may be over you you know and it's all a maturity thing you know it's all in wanting to change like you said you have to want to change no one can change you for yourself I remember when Back in 2015, um, I had pulled a knife on a student in school and gotten locked up. And I was at a place in my life where I dealt with very bad depression. I was suicidal. I was homicidal. I wanted to kill myself and everybody else. I was just, I was just there. And um, after I had gotten out of jail, I ran away to Chattanooga, Tennessee, with my boyfriend at the age of 15. And then when I came back, uh, my mom, she did everything that she could. Uh, I had. I was cutting myself and I was bleeding from my wrist and she held my hands one night and she was crying and she says I just don't know why you keep doing this and I have this wall on the inside of me I was so hurt and I didn't understand it at the time but I looked at her as she was crying and I just couldn't I, I couldn't understand why she was crying she says we're gonna get you help you're going to, we're gonna get you a therapist we're gonna get you in a counseling we're gonna get you in a mental institution I don't care what I have to do but I'm gonna help you and no matter which counseling session I went to no matter which therapist I saw I was always I was determined that I was going to be that way I was determined that I was going to stay that way I was a level-minded I was stubborn ignorant too and ignorant isn't necessarily a bad thing the definition of ignorance is just not having the knowledge of something. I didn't have the knowledge of who I was. There were so many things that I was clueless about at the age of 15. And 
I was stagnant, I was comfortable, you know, in what I wanted to do. But I had to come to myself while I went to military school to get better. I had to come to myself and say, this is the life that I want to live. And I understood that if I wanted to change, that's why I went to military school, yes. And in my life, I was at a point where I said, okay, I want to change. I'm tired of cutting. This isn't working for anymore for me anymore. It's it's an outlet that's just not working. I tried everything. I tried weed. Um, my boyfriend gave me weed for the first time. My weed was laced. I flipped out and got sent to the hospital. So it just seemed like, and sometimes God will literally get you to that point where it's like, you're out of options here. Serve me. You're out of options here. I'm stripping you. And, you know, once you hit rock bottom, the only way is up. So while I was going through um, what I was going through, I had to make up in my mind that I wanted to change and that I wanted to see better things happen in my life. And um, anytime you want to see change, it's not easy because it's like you become comfortable in what you're doing. You become comfortable in the pain. You become comfortable in your sorrows. And you just want to stay there. And it's like if anyone tries to come and want positive for you, you just automatically shut them out like, no, I don't need you. But I had to come to myself. And when I, when I made that decision to want to do better, to want to see better, to want to live better, it was uncomfortable for me to step out of my comfort zone it was uncomfortable, but there were some things that I had to put away. There were some people that God disconnected me from. There were some old habits that needed to be broken. There were some generational curses and yokes that needed to be destroyed. There were some strongholds that needed to be torn down. But once those things got flushed out of me, I was created new. I was a new creature under God. And he made my life so much better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's delivered, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. Thank God for delivering. Okay, okay. Amen, honey. Yes. But a lot of people, they, they really do. I saw this meme the other day. I think I was on Instagram. And I saw this meme where they had two separate pictures. One was basically saying, this is the ideal of um, self-love, of healing in self-love. And it was this all pretty picture. The girl was sitting in, you know, yoga pose and the butterflies and all this were around. And then on the other side, she's like broken down and crying. And that is literally what self-love is. You have to learn to deal with the hard stuff. And it is a lot of things that we try to, exactly, it's a lot of things we try to push down, we try to push away, we try to, you know, wear the, the name brand clothes, the weave, the, the makeup, we try to do everything to cover up the facade of, guess what, I'm hurt on the inside, I feel less than on the inside, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, I don't know what I'm called to do, and instead of doing the work, we'd rather cover it up. But once you get to the point where covering up doesn't help you anymore, you have the nice house, you have the nice car, you have what everybody in society says you're supposed to be ecstatic and happy over and you're still sad on the inside, that's the time you know you have to pray. You have to get down on your knees and do that work. You have to let them tears flow, do that ugly cry. You got to do it because it actually helps you. It heals you. And, it, and not only does it heal you, it's actually opening up the gateway for you to heal somebody else. Like she said, at, like Kaylee said, at 15 years old, see, you were on a different journey at 15. At 15 years old, guess what? I was the mother of two children. And most people would be like, okay, she was just a little hot tail little girl. She was just out here. To no, it was a 15-year-old girl that was hurting on the inside that looked at herself in the mirror and said, I'm not good enough. I don't like my complexion. I don't like my hair. My sister has the big boobs and everybody loves her. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I know if I have a baby, my baby will love me. And yes, my babies love me. But what I didn't understand at that time was at 15 years old, mentally, I wasn't equipped to be their mom. Emotionally, I wasn't equipped to be their mom because I wasn't even emotionally equipped to be Alicia at 15 years old. So, again, self-healing means you are ready to do the work. You're going to put in the work for not only yourself, but it's a little girl that's going to look up to you when you actually get to the level that God has called you on. It's a little girl that's going to look up to you and say, I want to be like her, and I want to know what it took for her to get there. And if you are too selfish to do the work the hard work at first you are actually condemning that little girl who's going to look up to you or that little boy who's going to look up to you 
you're condemning that child already because you're refusing to do what God calls you to do, which is do the work. Everybody has in, in, um, feels inadequate at times. Everybody has something that they don't like about themselves or they want to accomplish about themselves. So if you're not ready and able to do that work and do, like I said, it, it, girl, you have no idea. I have done some ugly, ugly cries. I have actually been crying in my bathroom and looked up in the mirror like, girl, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> but I also understand that my daughter's by me learning how to become a stronger woman, my daughters are becoming adults. They're thriving in school. They're not teen moms. They don't want to be teen moms. They're talking about being doctors. They're talking about being actresses. They are great makeup artists here in Atlanta. Like, my kids are actually thriving because I had to go through that hell in order to teach them how not to go through it. So, in business, in your relationships, do the work. Take the time out. Do the hard work. It's going to be hard. You're going to want to give up. Every day, I'm, I'm like, even on my business, I'm like, half of the time, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like, God, you showed it to me. So if you showed it to me, it's a way to do it. And every single day, I want to quit. I want to shut down my pages. I want to just throw away the business cards. I just want to quit all the time. But then I'm like, but if you quit, what are you teaching your daughters? If you quit, what are you leaving for your granddaughters? If you quit, what are you teaching your sister and your nieces and your great nieces? It's other little girls who are going to look up to you and be like, okay, if Ali D did it, I can do it. And that is, that is what I know now to be my purpose. Like, I know that is my purpose. No matter what business I step into, even with my beauty business, most people would be like, okay, you just want to push shampoos and, and, and body scrubs. And No, but it's not pushing shampoos and body scrubs. It's actually teaching women how to love the skin that they're in. How to accept their hair texture, not wanting to have to always put weave in their in their hair, but to also understand, guess what? What God put from my scalp is wonderful. That's what my purpose is right now to actually motivate and teach and inspire other little girls and other women. So do the hard work. It's gonna be hard work, but when you pray about it and you actually get up and do the work, it manifests. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I definitely, definitely agree with that. Like putting in the hard work. Again, we live in a day and time where everybody thinks that, okay, so tomorrow I'm just going to wake up, I'm going to start this business, and by the end of the day tomorrow, I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> like they, they, they really literally expect it not to be a long journey. They expect not to have these nights. They don't know what the long nights um, as a business owner are like, you know, when you're not making sales, when you're not generating the income that you thought that you would generate, it's long nights when you are like, again, like you said, frustrated. You don't know what's going on. You don't know if you're coming or leaving. Like, <laughs> seriously, I've been the same way with all of my businesses that I started. I literally was like, you know what? You know, I started this. You know, I know that God put this in me. I know that I can do it. I just got to find a way. I got to, you know, figure it out. And, you know, at every given time that I am in a stuck place for my business, and I feel like, okay, I'm just going to give up. I'm going to stop. Like you, I'm like, I'm shutting everything down. I'm, I'm blocking everybody. Oh, yeah. I'm, clo I'm, I'm shutting the emails down, too. Like, I'm just... And I feel like, okay, you know, and at that point, it's just it just feels like, I think it's just like fear of you being a failure, you know, and, right. and knowing that you have failed is like the biggest thing ever. And for it's me, actually my like, biggest motivator. Yeah, to, yeah, to and to that's what that it I'm is. I'm not going to fail, it Girl, actually motivates me. Right, let a day come by. Now, the person I am now, the business knowledge that I have, not a day goes by that I don't get an invoice paid, that I don't get a cash app. And like I tell my fiance, I'll be like, look, I said, Bay, I don't care if it's $5, I made some money today. I don't care if it's $10, I made some money today. And that is my agenda. My goal is to make money as an entrepreneur. You know, this is my soul. This is what I do. You know, I don't work for anybody. I work for myself. So I definitely have to put more time, more energy in it 
um, and I had to definitely speak on the things that I want for my business. I um, mean, it's not easy. You're definitely going to have those nights and those days where you feel like giving up. But in those moments, <clears throat> those are the moments where a lot of people give up. A lot of businesses fail in those moments of weaknesses. A lot of people are not strong enough to continue to go forth, you know. A lot of people do not have that, that, that thing, you know, to just push them. And even with your story and what, um, you know, you dealt with as a teenager a lot of teens go through that stuff and they get stuck and those teens become angry black women okay let's just say that Uh, and then we're gonna touch on that on another podcast okay but that's what creates angry people you know dealing with things and not actually confronting the problems even if it hurts you um and like i went to a networking event um, and I'm going to say this before I close out. I went to a networking event yesterday, and I met um, a lady, which I've met her at, you know, of my events. She's also spoke at my events. But she was telling me, because I want to write a play. I mean, not a play, but I want to write a short film. And she was telling me, you know, some deliverables of the short film and how to, you know, do different things and whatnot. And she was telling me about the characters and how to do different stuff. And I literally, 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 honestly, y'all forgot what I was about to say. But she told me some good stuff of what <laughs> Y'all be having brain farts. Like literally, but hey, no, that, like so you know it, what? that was actually God saying be quiet. He was like, Shh you're talking too much. Well, oh my like, goodness. Down, I quiet. literally forgot what it was, but she it was an awesome conversation. And uh, yeah, so I was I wanted to write a play or whatnot. She so she was giving me great advice on what I should do. And what was I saying before? I- <laughs> it's alright, girl. It's okay. girl. <laughs> do the hard work, and you won't. Yeah, yourself. yeah. So doing the hard work. So what I was telling her was like I started writing the introduction of the screenplay. And when I got into, actually, I did, like, the opening scenes. I wrote out everything. And now it's time for me to get into the details of each woman in this story that I wanted to write. And I told her, I said, you know what? I said, I stopped. I said, because I got emotional. I said, I did not want to go for it because I didn't want to go through that, you know, again. But at the same time, she told me, she said, you got to do it. You got to get through it. And that's a lot, like, when people are facing different things and challenging things in their lives and they get to a point to where they want to stop and they want to give up, they stop. And I was like, yeah, she right, she right. I know, I know, I know better than that. I know not to stop. Let me just keep writing because, you know, at the same time, I've been through so much emotional stuff and just emotional well-being and things like that that... I'm not afraid to cry. I'm, you know, I'm not afraid to show my emotions. I'm not afraid to to be a woman, you know. And a lot of women, they feel like, oh, I can't cry or, you know, this and that. I'm like, girl, I be crying. I cry. I cry not only when I am sad and upset, y'all. I cry when I am praying. I cry when I am manifesting. Like, I cry at any given moment about the things like that I'm really passionate about I cry and um, it's okay to cry you know it's okay to to really be emotional and be vulnerable with yourself if you are not vulnerable with yourself who can you be vulnerable with like how can you allow yourself to even have a business and communicate with your customers communicate with your kids if you have not been vulnerable with yourself and dealt with your own issues like you cannot you gotta own your stuff you know, and yeah, exactly. And a lot of people they just shut it out. Oh, not today, not today, not today. And it's like, okay, I'm putting that in the closet. I'm putting that in the closet. And next thing you know, you got a closet full of shit. I'm sorry, but you got a closet full of stuff. And it's like, okay, so you got to unpack the closet. You got to put all this stuff up. And then that not only is your problem, there's other people around you problem as well. So they got to come and help you unpack. They got to come and figure out what's all in your closet. Always harder to get it out than it is taking it out. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so you know that's my ending moment. What I wanted to end with, y'all. Um, again, this is Trina B. with girl is talking Atlanta. Uh, I am here with Kalisha and Alicia, and I'm just gonna let them end out with saying their um, social media handles again and how to contact them as well. Yes.
as Kaylisha Anderson. My Facebook is Kaylisha Anderson. That's my Facebook, Kaylisha Anderson, K-A-Y-L-I-S-H-A-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. My Instagram is underscore the great fight, underscore T-H-E. G-R-E-A-T-F-I-G-H-T. God bless you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Awesome. Hi, I am Alicia Brown. Again, that is Alicia Ali D. Brown. Actually, you can just follow me on Instagram at AllDayAliDB. On AllDayAliDB, you can find the links to every single thing that I am on on social media, whether that is YouTube, Instagram, my business pages, my emails. All of that is on AllDayAliDB at Instagram. Thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you, Trina, for the opportunity. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. Again, Trina B, Girl Let's Talk Atlanta. I hope you guys learned something. And if you haven't already, by the end of this podcast, took out a piece of paper and wrote down some stuff, I suggest you go back, replay it, and start writing stuff down. Because if you want to manifest, if you want to change something in your life, you got to do the work. You got to put the time in. It's just not going to happen overnight. Um, And that is a wrap. Bye, guys. I'm Kelly O'Hara, two-time World Cup champion, Olympic gold medalist, defender for the U.S. Women's National Team, and as of now, your new favorite podcast host. Join me on the Just Women's Sports Podcast as I sit down with some of the biggest names in sports to talk about the untold stories behind their success. Featuring Olympians, MVPs, world champions, and breakout stars, the Just Women's Sports Podcast tells the real story of what it's like to be a professional athlete today. Find Just Women's Sports wherever you get your podcasts. See you there. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.